As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. What a night for the Wall Star, his teammates, and bench production for this Wizards team. John Wall misses that one, and that is your ball game. The Wizards come back from 17 points down early, despite 54 points from James Harden and 36 from Eric Gordon. Wall and Beal prevail in overtime. Something would be wrong with you if you are not a fan of last night's game between the Wizards and the Houston Rockets. High scoring, defensive stops down the stretch, stars being stars, world-class superstars being world-class superstars. Welcome to the Wizards Talk podcast. Chris Moore alongside Drew Gooden, producers Adam Wise and Terrence Stroder are in the building. 135-131 in overtime. Washington picks up their eighth win of the season. And, Drew, we saw a little bit of everything in that game. What stood out to you? The little things that, that people don't see. I mean, the deflections. Uh, I'm curious to see how many they got tonight. I wonder if it's uh, that 35, that, that magic number we talked about that uh, helps you create separation throughout a game. But, I mean, Otto Porter really stood out to me because – when we were talking about James Harden, looked like he was going for 60 during that stretch uh, in overtime, uh, was turning the ball over, and it seems like the ball got in the Otto Porter's hand every time on the defensive end, and he would kick it out to John, and they were off to the races. So uh, the little things is what stuck out to me because uh, this was a game of inches, a real competitive, hard-fought, gutted-out game, and um, I'm happy for my Washington Wizards. I can say I'm finally proud. <laughs> <laughs> of my Washington Wizards tonight. Being an alumnus, I'm sure you're, you're happy to see the young fellas get that win tonight. Again, their eighth of the year. They've now won two in a row. Hey, fans, remember, since the Wizards have won and scored 135 points, you can get 50% off any online order on Tuesday, November 27th at participating Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. Papa John's locations. Make sure you use the promo code, folks. Wiz50, not Wiz. 100. We're 75. Go ahead and put that one in and see what happens, too. Um, let's get to John Wall's night. Um, 36 points, 11 assists, and played 40 minutes. Here he is after the game talking about this sterling victory. John, congratulations. This was a shootout offensively. How fun was it actually to be out there competing against all-world talent like James Harden? It's great, man. One of the guys I call my brother in this game, uh, somebody that I respect his craft, a lot of hard work you put into the game. 
You've never seen a player like him before. He makes it tough. I just try to challenge as best as I can, man. I don't back down for no challenge. Try to make him make tough shots, and that's what he's. That's why he's James Harden. You told Phil and I this morning. You know the scouting report, but it's so difficult to try to guard him. Cause man, he does a great job. You've seen he got four point plays. You're not gonna block his shot. What I said earlier this morning. He finds a way to make tough shots and get the end one, so it's kind of tough to deal with. Man, you gritted it out. You have always talked to me about competing. These, these last two games, you guys are competing. Have you turned a corner? I think we have, man. We only did it for two games, but we're not worried about who's getting shots. We're not worried about none of that. We're just moving the ball, trying to do everything we can, and everybody's talking. We're not worried about what we're missing to make on the offensive end. We're trying to figure out what we could do on this defensive end, it's, and it's great for us. And a lot of guys are stepping up for us big time. Now it's time to take this show on the road for the rest of the week. Yes, sir. All right, John, congrats. All right, Drew. So John actually called James Harden's ability to do what James Harden does. When he talked to Phil Chenier and I earlier in the day during Wizards uh, Game Day Live, just a difficult cover that he is. That He's a, a magician uh, with that basketball. He dances with it. And no matter what you do, he's going to ultimately get you in that step back, shooting threes. He hit a couple four-point plays tonight. Before we... We'll talk Wall in a second, but have you ever played with anybody like James Harden or against? I've played, yeah, Tracy McGrady. He was he could put up baskets and score and capable of dropping 60 on any given night, let alone 50 points. I got traded to Orlando, and Tracy McGrady was pretty pissed about the trade. Uh, they, Mike Miller was his best friend. And I was traded for Mike Miller, so I get on a team. And Mike Miller was a rookie of the year, you know, a year before that. And I get to the team, and Tracy McGrady did not talk to me or Gordon Gerichek for like two weeks. And uh, when I the first day there, I mean, he didn't even look at me in the eyes and say anything. Uh, he was really upset about the trade. And I said, you know, the only way I can make him talk to me is actually going out here performing, show him that I am better than Mike Miller. And uh, I think I had about 25 points and about 14 rebounds. And I think Tracy McGrady's way of saying hi was he had 52. <laughs> <laughs> he had 52. And uh, that was the first time I was ever a part of somebody actually scoring 50 points in a basketball game, uh, let alone my teammate. And in the following night, he scores another 50-plus point, point game, back-to-back 50-plus point games. So I, I played with a guy, Tracy McGrady, uh, I would say was equivalent to scoring bunches just like James Harden. Well, it's funny because both of their games are so smooth. When you talk about McGrady and Harden, it just looks effortless from them, and it's not easy. What they're doing is extremely hard, but they're, they've mastered yeah. their craft and how they score buckets. Well, they say, uh, you ever heard the saying, hey, great defense, but better O? Right. I mean, every time they sh they're, they're shooting, you're not affecting their shot. If they miss, it's their fault. Mm -hmm. So that's the type of player they are. Nothing really affects them, especially with the step back that James Harden has uh, found a loophole in the game, and not only a loophole in the step back, but actually making it and getting and one threes. I mean, he, he might lead the league in and one three-pointers, and it might be a good stat, a good stat check to, you know, to kind of back that up. But Tracy McGrady was like that too. Mm -hmm. I mean, four-point plays will happen on a norm for him. So he's just an unguardable guy. Like you say, you just pray that he misses. That first quarter, uh, especially the start of it, Houston goes on a 13-0 run, and Drew at that point they were up 27 to 10. 
And I remember uh, at the end of the quarter, you pointed at the stat sheet. Here we go again. And you said, oh, 50-plus point field goal percentage, Yeah. 60-plus percent three-point percentage. Here we and go again. You ended up making their first seven shots. And down 17. Oh, there's some backup in here now. Oh. <laughs> hey, what's what up, man? Y'all do what y'all do. Oh, oh, you're not working tonight? Are you a, are you a civilian tonight? Are you off tonight? You a civilian? <laughs> Even Tony Massenberg was in the building watching tonight's game. Yeah, I guess that what happens when you score, uh, what, 266 points combined? Oh, here's an interesting stat. Thank you, Adam. The Wizards have improved now to 4-1 and one when Wall and Beal both score 30 points or more. That's coming from the legendary stat man, David Duvall. I, I think uh, I might have a stat. When the last time you've seen two guys combine for 90 points? I think that's an NBA record. That might Eric be Gordon up there. For a 36-piece, James Harden went for fit. Did he go for 54 or A quiet 54. Was it 54 or 54? That was a 5-4. A 5-4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a 5-4. That was quiet. That was quiet. I mean, he scored in spurts. I mean, he only went to the free throw line 15 times. Think about it. If he doesn't turn turn the ball over in the fourth quarter, excuse me, in overtime like that, that was easily a, another nine points, I believe, he left on the table during that stretch and including the end of that fourth quarter what stretch. What a third quarter. He had 21. <laughs> he left money. He, he left money on the table. I mean, he shot 32 times. And made a little bit over 50, 50% of those shots, 17 shots. I mean, there, a couple of those rimmed out. I mean, he was flirting with a, a low-key 60 tonight. Uh, so Rockets led by as many as 17. We talked about that. Wizards had a seven-point lead. I want to get to the uh, John Wall's defense, the, sh the block shot to send it into overtime. Gordon shoots, and that is going to be overtime in Washington. They smothered him on the side. And he couldn't get the shot off. Drew, how good is Wall and Beal? They both had two blocks tonight. Uh, how good are they on that defensive end where we don't really give them a lot of credit? I think John has always been an underrated shot blocker. And he could have had more tonight because what I saw was one, two. I mean, every time James Harden drove to the basket, John wouldn't give up on the play. He was still trying to go block his shot and kind of smear it up against the glass. And... Uh, you know, he was making championship plays uh, defensively, championship defensive plays, whether it was chasing guys down and, and trying it. He had a different type type of pep in his step tonight. And I think when you play against other great players, that it brings out the best in you. And I think tonight, we, or last night, excuse me, we saw that with John Wall against James Harden. Uh, I want to get into uh, some credit. Uh-oh. He's raising his hand. I think he wants to talk, Drew. You want to talk? Go ahead, Drew. I was want to ask Drew about the plus minus on the Wiz bench. Bench coming through big tonight. Yeah, that's, yeah. The plus minus, like I said last night, it was uh, it was uh, inflated. When you have a guy like Markeith Morris, who's now taking a role of a bench player or actually coming off the bench. I mean, this is not a traditional six man. I mean, this is a guy's a starter who's been a starter most of his career, uh, majority of his career. And this is new to him, and for him to accept the role and to come out, you know, listen, he played 40 minutes tonight. Mm -hmm. So we all just want to play minutes, whether you're starting or not. But he's finishing ball games. He's uh, playing very efficient. Eight for 12 last night from the field. 22 points, 10 rebounds. 
Uh, let's get into uh, Bradley Beal again. 12 for 18, 4 for 8 from 3. Scott Brooks said he wanted to even try to get him even more shots because he was so efficient tonight. Finished with 32 points. Uh, Drew, he played 50 minutes. This is after he played 44 and a half minutes just Saturday night. I mean, is this, I mean, is this sustainable for him? It's going to have to be because this is what other teams are doing. Other teams are not taking their starters out if it's a tight ball game. And we saw that tonight with Houston. James Harden, Harden was not allowed to get any rest in that second half. Um, and you're starting to see teams, you know, in that third quarter, usually you start subbing out starters at the three-minute mark. James Harden was in there to complete the third and the beginning of the fourth quarter because uh, D'Antoni knew that he needed scoring. He needed firepower out there because I, I, don't, I, don't see any, I, don't, I don't think Houston has a deep enough bench, especially with Chris Paul out, to even compete uh, with the Washington Wizards. So that, uh, that allowed Bradley Beal and John Wall to actually play more tonight because guys like James Harden and Eric Gordon were uh, on the court most of the duration of the of the last night's I game. I mean, the bench numbers are, are staggering. Washington's bench outscored Houston's bench 45-9. to Now, as Drew has so eloquently illuminated mm-hmm. in previous Illuminations. podcasts, um, when you can massage your starters and, in, and put them into uh, the, the reserve role, <laughs> uh, kind of like uh, Nick Nurse does in Toronto, uh-huh. this is what you get when the you blend. I like it. The blend. I, I like that. The blend. Are you diversified? Uh, I've always liquefied <laughs> my thoughts on the blend. I yeah, like it. The blend. I like that because, you know, we took note of Nick Nurse and what Toronto's doing up there in Toronto. I mean, Milwaukee, uh, same with Coach Bud. I mean, when you're deep like that, it's great to uh, utilize what you have. And the Washington Wizards are deep. Yes, they are. Okay. Uh, yes, they are. Uh, Wizards shoot 57% from the field. Again, getting a victory. They're now 8-12. and 12. Drew, big picture. We are now at the quarter pole of the season. I asked Jeff Green this after the game. I asked John after this. I'm going to ask you, have the Wizards turned the corner? After, not yet. Not it's yet. too early. It's too early. I think the slow start, not having Dwight Howard – consistently out there, um, them f- finding themselves winning ball games with a lineup you would probably not even thought about uh, preseason, bringing Markeith off the bench and starting Otto Porter and, and Kelly O uh, in, that, in that starting group. So they have not found their niche. I think they're starting to see the potential that they have and what they're capable of doing, but they still have a lot of work to do. Go ahead, Stro. Currently the Wizards – as it stands, two and a half games out of six at eight and 12. Good problems. Oh, good problems to have, right? You're ready to go Great on the problem. road, yeah. take on uh, the Pelicans. Anthony Davis should be playing in that game, and then they go see Embiid on Friday, and then that's a back-to-back, and then Saturday they come home to take on the Brooklyn Nets, where I'm sure they've got some get-back for them. All right, that's uh, all the discussion we're going to have about this game. Big-time win for the Wizards. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. 
Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows all state to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Now we're moving on to the funny part of the podcast. That's what it's started. And we're, we're, we need to give this a title. Something that makes it creative. You guys think of anything like... Uh, um, story time with Drew, something like that, where you know it's time to put the kids. I'm, I'm ready for whatever. Inside the mind of Drew Gooden, there's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about diversifying the segments? I will say this: if you ever open up that brain, <laughs> there would be um, a lot of water. I'm listening. A, a lot of cobwebs. But there would be some some trinkets of knowledge. You just got to just remember, I think we only use, what, 20% of our brain? Well, in Drew's case, <laughs> um, it might of- be a less than 20, but I think you will learn something from him. And I will say this. I have learned something new every day talking to Drew Gooden since we've started this podcast. So I will say that. I have learned something new. Now, some of the stuff I will never apply in my regular day life because I would either get arrested or slapped. <laughs> but I do appreciate you. So this brings me to my point. Drugan, we're going to take you back in time. We're going to take back in time. Talk to me. When DG was walking up the steps. With waves. Taper. With, with a taper wave. That's right. Yeah. Thinning. I was thinning, though. I was thinning. That's all right. You were coming home. Yeah. The 2002 <laughs> NBA draft that took place on June 26th at Madison Square Garden, and Drew Gooden was the number four pick in the draft. So, Drew, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play checklist. I'm going to say a guy's name, and you tell me if you gave him the bees and knees on the hardwood or did he give you the business on the hardwood. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. First overall pick in that draft in 2002 was eight foot nine inch tall Ooh. Yao Ming. With the first pick in the 2002 NBA draft, the Houston Rockets select Yao Ming from Shanghai, China, and the Shanghai Sharks. Now, we didn't guard each other, but the time that I had an opportunity to guard Yao Ming, I was looking at him, guarding him in the post, and all I was seeing was the number 11 in in front of my face. The rest of his body was above me. (laughs) If he put like this, if you if you could, I can see that. Hey, listen, I totally can hey, see that. Hey, listen, if you if you got the right angle, you would have probably thought they was playing five on four. You know, you can, he was like, "Where is Drew? Get in, car. y'all. Nobody's guarding y'all, me." No, I was, I was behind him. So, uh, whoa, uh, <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down on that matchup? I gotta say, yeah, rookie year, I won the matchup because yeah, I was not ready as rookie year. Okay, uh, the number two pick in that draft was Jay Williams from Duke. Once again, we didn't guard each other, but when I did play the Chicago Bulls, it was something like a 20-plus, 10-plus uh, rebound at night. So I would say I won that battle. The number three pick in that draft was Mike Dunleavy Jr., also from that school in Durham. Golden State Warriors, uh, once again, me and 
Dunleavy didn't guard each other. I don't think he was even starting or even playing at the time. Uh, but whenever I went back home and had a homecoming, I usually would destroy the Warriors, so I would have to take it that I had a great game. Uh, at, since you were four, you couldn't have guarded yourself. Um, uh, the fifth pick was Nicholas Shkidisvili from the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Number six. Was he at the draft? I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him before, but you don't know him. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see him. Number six after that. in that draft was a former teammate of yours, Dewan Wagner. Ooh, Wani Wani. He was cold. Cold as ice. Oh, uh, he was cold. Yeah, Dewan Wagner was a beast. Uh, he was actually my teammate in my third year. I probably wouldn't say I, I can't remember. I can't remember those Cleveland games when I played against him. So that is uh, anonymous. I, I just say that, that's an asterisk on that one. All right, we'll go with the seventh pick in that draft. My guy, Nene. Ooh, now that, that was some battles down there in Denver. Uh, Nene was a, a load. He, uh, he uh, in the pre-draft workout, that man dunked a med ball 50 times. Say it again. 50 times a med ball, the heaviest one, 12 kilos. Was he Drago? The Brazilian Ivan Drago. I was like, they could found this boy in the Amazon somewhere. Then he came out and dunked this ball 50. They had to tell him to stop. He, he would have kept going. I stopped at 12, and the other guy was Tayshaun Prince. He had two. <laughs> uh, we'll get to him in a moment. Number eight from the University of Maryland, uh, Chris Wilcox. Ooh, now Chris Wilcox, when we played against – him in Maryland, he had the better of the matchup because not only did they win the game, he was a potential NBA player before this matchup. And we opened up the game and he blocked my shot to start the game. So he went from a potential uh, NBA pick to a now a first round pick from just blocking my shot. Then the next possession, he blocked my shot again. Then he went into a became a lottery pick. <laughs> and then the third time he blocked my shot in that game, they talking about him going top five <laughs> and me not probably even getting drafted. So I really helped Chris Wilcox's stock, if, I, if you may say, that game, that Maryland-Kansas game. But when we got to the NBA, I always remember them beating us in the Final Four, and I was just trying to get out of it you know, any which way possible. And I would say if I had to go a head-to-head comparison between me and Chris uh, Wilcox, I would probably say – I had the better numbers. Okay. So Garrett Williams can blame you for him leaving after his freshman year. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You got to thank me okay. for letting Chris Wilcox block my shot. This semifinal, Gooden takes the tip, but actually right under the arms of Mouton. Stole the tap. Wilcox never even got up. Number nine in that draft from Cypress Creek High School in Orlando, Florida, Amari Stottlemyre. That's a cold boy. Now, I got to get credit when credit's due. He was the rookie of the year. You know, got you know, snuck up, got everybody by surprise playing with Steve Nash's rookie year. I mean, just giving them gems and just dunking on people's heads. Uh, if I had to say who won that battle when we saw each other, Amari won that. Okay, credit is credit is due, right? Yes. Uh, number 10 from UConn, Tough Juice, Karan Butler. Karan, that's my guy. We great friends now. But when I got drafted, he was pissed that he did not go for to Memphis because it was either me or him going for for Jerry West and he went to Miami and he made it known that I should have went to the Grizzlies and I'm gonna make everybody pay like he had like a vendetta like a, a hit list for everybody got well, picked before him list. and I knew it I, yeah yeah and, 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 I, and I read it I read the comments in the paper so I had my opportunity in South Beach against him I started at the uh, small forward position 
Uh, and so did he. We won the game, and we Googled it. What was the point? What did it say? What did it say? Droogle, you droogled it? I droogled, droogled it. it. What did he have, Adam? You remember that? 25. 25 piece. And nine. Okay. Go ahead, three to win the game. Let's go home. Let's go home? Let's go home. Wow. So I won that matchup, and uh, I didn't want to hear no more talk about who should win four. <laughs> uh, the 11th pick by the Washington Wizards out of the University of Indiana, Jarrett Jeffries. I don't even kind of remember playing Jared until like maybe three or four years. Hey. Was, like, was he sitting on the bench over here? What we had to be because was Michael Jordan? Yeah, Michael Jordan was in the league, and Jared Jeffries was sitting on the not even on the bench. He was on the floor. So I, I don't even think we uh, we played against each other till later on. So we actually my, looked up the stats. You had twenty five and nine against Tough Jeans. Yeah, see, I, you thought I was lying, huh? You see, you see my memory. I'm gonna stroll through because some of these people I just don't think really. I'm gonna go with twenty. Kareem Rush out of Missouri. Since you took a shot at Missouri on the last podcast, what did I give to Kareem? Yeah, he was with the Los Angeles Lakers at the time. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know that. Usually I'm, I'm good at small, this. He's played shooting guard, so it's probably not a good matchup. We got I do Adam, want yeah. to go to somebody that you probably are still in your feelings Hold about. on, we got some. Hold on, Adam found it. Uh-oh. What was it? November 29th, Memphis at home against the Lakers. One Mr. Drew Gooden played 39 minutes. He had 19, 10, and 4. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you see, as a, as a, as a 20-year-old baby. Light, light work. 20-year-old baby, Kobe, and Shaq. Huh. That Shaq, on, Shaq is on that team. I don't care. I'm, a, I'm 225 pounds. Well. <laughs> with a hairline that's receding. Well, <laughs> were the waves gone by then? Yeah, they were gone. They were stringy. I want to let you uh, – uh, the, the word tonight is bloviate over Casey Jacobson, who went at 22. He was from Stanford. Cali guy. Was he the reason why you didn't make it to the McDonald's All-American game? Casey Jacobson? Yeah. Yeah. You bringing that up? Why are you bringing up old stuff, Chris? Well, we are taking a trip but, down memory but, lane but, for the The good stuff, though. The good stuff. Oh, only the good stuff? Not, not, the, not the stuff that broke my heart when I was a kid. Okay, well, why don't we go to this? Uh, we're going to stroll down. In the second round, Roger Mason Jr. That's my guy. We've got a chance to play again, or with each other in San Antonio and against each other in high school. I don't can't even tell you what team Raj got drafted to. Who did he play? Who, who's he playing? Roger with? was drafted by the Chicago Bulls. Oh yeah, gave them work. Bulls got work every time. Every time I see like the Bulls jersey or Lakers jersey or something like that, I'm giving you work. Um I want to finish with this one cuz we got to get out of here. Uh, in the second round, he went 35th to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I was in Cleveland when he got drafted. Uh he is your fellow uh ball head large beard brother. Carlos Boozer. Adam, can we bring those stats up against the Carlos Boozer Drew Gooden matchup? 99 2000 season. Or oh, was that? 2000? That would be the 2002. One, two. Two. I'm, yeah, okay. 2002, 2003. You see, I'm getting old. I thought I was playing in the NBA in the 1900s. Okay, I won't. What does that say? Because if right I had now. to, I know I had a double double one of those games, but we played them four times that year. Wait, you were in Memphis. I got traded halfway through my rookie year to Orlando. Uh, What was that like? Unbelievable. 
No, but it's just like your rookie year. Like you, you just settled in. You just got your apartment. Jerry West. Your- I called Jerry West because back then trade rumors were really rumors. Right. They, they weren't. They didn't really have any legs like, it, like the day's rumors. But uh, Jerry West told me, "Hey, we're not trading. You forget about what you're reading." The next night, I got traded. Who <laughs> <laughs> told you? Uh, Dick Versace, who was uh, Chuck Daly's top assistant at Detroit. Yeah. Dick Versace. See March second, Mar- Orlando at Cleveland. Mar- I had the stomach. I had uh, I had the food poisoning that game. You had food poisoning. That I game? had food poisoning. Didn't play like it. What did I have? 13 points and 14 boards food, in 26 minutes because you poisoning. weren't feeling well. I had food poisoning in that game. I remember that. You Michael Jordan now? Nah, it was, just, it was a long night in New York with the, uh, with the St. Lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> and then the truth comes out. That was a back-to-back. Oh, my gosh. Um, so there you have it. We have Drew Gooden giving you his – you know, his analysis of the 2002 draft, who he gave the business to, and as you can Hey, the numbers don't hear, lie. You, you gave a lot of these guys some, some, some work. Uh, on, the well next po- on the next podcast, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like you to explain to people um, how you, in your downtime away from the game, how did you get yourself um, – ready for the next game like do you have like a routine we'll get into that i'll let you well in my younger days it was just playing video games and eating fruit by the foot that <laughs> never ran out because <laughs> i finally had some money and i could go eat as many snacks as i wanted to but when i got later on in my career it was bikram yoga it was acupuncture dry needling oh okay yeah it was uh, a lot of the holistic stuff uh that really helped me with my preparation, meditation, going in the sauna, uh, stuff like that. I took the game a lot more serious uh, during year 9, 10, 11, so on. So I think uh, that's what I, that was my pregame preparation. Okay. Um, well, I, I saw here in the second round Robert Archibald from the, the <laughs> Big United Arch. Kingdom in Scotland. Uh, was taken by the Memphis Grizzlies that year too. Yeah, we had a big. We had like seven rookies, so rookie duties were easy yeah. for us. It was like a we had to bring Krispy Kreme donuts to every shoot around. Was the sign seven hot? man rotation was a hot sign? that had to be hot, fresh and ready because one of the rookies made a mistake and got them from Walmart the night before, <laughs> and tried to heat them up in a microwave. No, he didn't. <laughs> what a stupid rookie. And get. And, <laughs> Man, and you know, if you heat up a Krispy Kreme donut, you know, all the icing just melts yeah. off of that puppy, and they do not taste the same. Lorenzen Wright lost it. That rookie got tied up, no names, and a couple guys got waved. Ooh. But the rookie stayed. Rookie it was stayed. A bad, it was a bad beatdown, baby. Ooh, bad over beat some down. donuts? Yeah. I, I was Johnny seen. on the spot. Hot and ready. Does anybody want some? <laughs> I got them hot and ready. Hey, Jay Will. Jason Will, you want some? <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Wizards Talk Podcast. We will catch up with you after the next game. And remember this. Inside the mind of Drew Gooden, you'll never know which nugget you will find. Have a great day, everybody. Rebound. Feel the jumper. Got it for three. Washington leads by one. 